guests and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its staff, management, or sponsors. Welcome to The Business Kitchen, where every week we will be cooking up some fun recipes to help you succeed in business. You'll get time-tested and delicious business recipes, as well as some new cutting-edge recipes. Every recipe has a story, and every chef adds their own unique flavor to each dish, just like each business strategy has its own story. Here at the Business Kitchen, you can be sure to find your own recipe for success. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode of Business Kitchen Show. I am Natalia Levy, and I'm your host. Uh, I want to send some healing vibes to my co-host, Tatiana. She's a little bit under the weather today, so we're going to send her massive amounts of good, happy, healing energy. So here at the Business Kitchen Show, we encourage you to look for the solutions outside of the traditional recipe box. We have amazing guests and I am thrilled to uh, invite the guests that we have for today. And I wanna make sure to remind you to pay attention all the way to the end of the episode because each episode that we have is absolutely filled with so much value. And before we bring on my guest or before we dive into the content of today's show, I want to thank our sponsor for today. And it is Fast Ship Face Mask. If you need a mask, use Fast Ship Face Mask. They have tons of summer styles with prices starting at just $6.99 and they ship uh, within one business day out of Florida. And they have, uh, we, we did check out their references and they have a lot of happy, satisfied customers. So if you or your business needs a face mask, go to fastshipfacemask.com. So I am thrilled to today to uh, on this show to invite my guest. Her name is Jessica Rivelli and she is the founder of Working Women of Tampa Bay. Let's see if we can get her on. Hi, Jessica. Hey there. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to have you. So let me read through your very, very impressive introduction. So I want you all to give a warm welcome to Jessica Rivelli. Jessica is the founder of Working Women of Tampa Bay and Working Women Foundation. So she launched Working Women of Tampa Bay in 2009 to help women entrepreneurs pursue their dreams of owning their own business. Jessica followed the path of entrepreneurship when she left her 10-year career as a local television news producer to run Working Women full-time. The organization has seen rapid success over the years, boasting 750 plus. How many are there now, Jessica? (laughs) <laughs> they do it does keep growing that's right <laughs> yes. and with nearly 20 events per month uh working women has uh is in its 11th year so happy 10th anniversary thank <laughs> and, you thank you and you have had more than 10,000 attendees of all the events uh so we know that jessica produces uh an annual conference and you bring in the most amazing speakers and i've had the privilege of attending a couple of conferences that that you have put together and also in 2016 you started a nonprofit, the working women foundation to provide small seed funding investments to help get female-owned businesses off the ground and over the past four years, the organization has awarded more than 
$35,000 in seed money to more than 40 Tampa Bay women startups. The foundation also provides mentoring and resources to female entrepreneurs. Jessica, welcome to the show. And just wow. And in honor of you, I'm wearing pink, by the way. No, I love it. And that's a beautiful pink. I love that. That's a gorgeous pink. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh, it is such a pleasure. Thank you. How did you, first of all, I have so many questions. Uh, why pink? I'll start there. Why pink? <laughs> That's a good question. I think, you know, everything around our branding is about embracing our femininity in business. So um, we're unabashingly pink. Um, and not only do we have uh, pink as our color, but we have uh, a, um, a flower as our logo. And I think when I was creating the organization and the brand now 11 plus years ago, my inspiration was wanting to infuse femininity into business. So um, when I was first starting networking, as I was transitioning out of my career in television, a lot of the networking that I experienced you know, felt very masculine and it was very, it felt very transactional as well. And so when I think of women, I think of those deeper connections and that nurturing that um, women tend to have. And, um, and I wanted to apply that to the, the networking world, the business world. And so we embarked on a journey and a, and a brand that, you know, doesn't shy away from embracing our feminine side because we believe that women business owners, that that is a, an asset to them is that mm -hmm. they have all of these amazing feminine qualities um, and that those are maybe sometimes you know, different from a man when he runs a business, but it's, it's, it's different and it can be better. Um, and it can be, um, you know, just something that you need to embrace instead of hide from, which I feel like, you know, maybe we saw in like the seventies and the eighties mm -hmm. was a lot of women trying to kind of like, um, evolve or adapt into what was considered a man's business world. And so, you know, now that we are in this century, you see <laughs> so many amazing women start businesses, right? And they're mm -hmm. embracing business the way they want to do business. And so I think that was what the pink and the flower and a lot of mm -hmm. our feminine branding was about 11 plus years ago when I first started. And, it, and it's incredible because it certainly has attracted a lot of women, a lot of members to your organization. And I know being in the, in the culinary world with restaurants, I can also relate that, but it's very challenging to bring our, especially for me being in the restaurant industry, to bring my feminine side to, to things, even though I have, you know, being a part of the organization and, and uh, I have been really encouraged and learning to embrace that feminine side, whether it's through the way that I, I personally approach business, you know, sort of the nurturing side and coming in also, and, you know, kind of being like that, the, the mom almost, the mother figure. <laughs> well, it's our... about authenticity, right? The ability to be yourself. And that's what we're really trying to encourage. Um, and the mission behind our organization is that we we want women to tap into their power of their what makes them 
strong and what makes them gifted in whatever business that they've chosen or maybe whatever line of work. And I think that the best way to do that is to embrace authenticity. And um, for many, that's going to be, you know, showing off more feminine qualities. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's what makes you a great business owner, right? When you can tap in to your authentic self and like everything kind of flows from that point. So um, I definitely think, Natalia, you are, you're hitting up home run on that one. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. And I feel, so do you think that, what, what do you feel that attracts women to working women of Tampa Bay? Because I know you've done incredible, incredible stuff and I've known you for many years and, and uh, I've been to a lot of networking events and I've met some really interesting people. But what do you feel as far as specifically for you, but also when we talk in general about uh, networking uh, groups and, and networking events, what do you feel, how can they create something so unique that, that would attract people to them? I know you've done an amazing job, so we wanna learn yeah. from you. <laughs> Well, thank you for that kind feedback. I, I think it goes back to that that talk about authenticity. I think um, everyone, not just women, but all, both genders are really looking for things that are authentic and genuine. Um, I think we went through a little bit of almost like a revolution back in when in the beginning of Twitter, Facebook, and other the so, other social mediums that um, you know you wanted a little bit more of an authentic view into a business or a business owner. I mean, you saw all sorts of um, large business CEOs. I mean, I think of like Elon Musk and, you know, Gary Vee and all these guys and, and girls too that are, um, you know, jumping on Twitter and, and they're trying to be, they're showing off who they are personally. And I think prior to social media, you know, there wasn't number one, that platform, but also there wasn't really that permission to kind of show off who you were personally as a CEO or mm -hmm. business owner. Mm -hmm. So I think working women attracts those kind of women that are looking to be themselves and operate their business. And they want to connect with other women that are mm -hmm. kind of walking that walk and talking that talk. Um, the other thing I think that really why we've grown so fast and we've been able to maintain our membership levels for 11 plus years is I think that um, it's about affordability and accessibility. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the ability as a brand new business owner to become a member of an organization and to have the funds and the time to, um, to be able to attend on a regular basis, I think is really important. So when I set off starting the organization, I, I looked at, you know, calendar, what, what, day parts, um, making sure that it wasn't just lunches or just happy hours. So we have coffees, we have afternoon events now. Um, and then also the accessibility of around Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a now is becoming a hot spot, right, for business. And with that hot spot comes traffic. And so, you know, you're not necessarily going to drive across town for an hour to get to a meeting. And so we made sure that we um, put events all over the Tampa Bay area. So affordability, accessibility in both day, time, and also in location. And then I think that just this genuine, you know, way that we want to connect with one another on a deeper level. And then it's a little bit more than just passing business cards. It's, it's about connections, collaborations. And I think that's why we've been able to sustain. And I think if you're out there in the networking world, 
I, I, I bet you two are looking for that as something more than just the superficial pass of a business card. I think we're, we're kind of all over that at this point. We're, we're looking for something more, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I uh, wholeheartedly agree with you. And I, and I love the fact that, that you, that you have made it extremely affordable and extremely accessible. And especially now, you know, in the last several months, especially since March, I know you guys have completely pivoted to doing all the events online. How, how did it feel for you? Was it, I'm sure that, was it stressful? You know, because here you, you probably had some, the traditionally when, when you organize events in person, you probably have some people uh, in person that sort of organize locally, right? That are responsible for local right. organization of the events. And now it sort of fell, all of it probably fell back right on your shoulders to pivot everything <laughs> online. Can you share a little bit about that? How, how did it all go? Yeah. Yeah, we had to pivot pretty quickly. Um, you know, we did our very last large scale event on, uh, uh, for International Women's Day, which was, I think, three or 400 women. Yeah. So we did have a, a nice, you know, what was, you know, our, we'll call it our spring finale <laughs> um, mm-hmm. before we had to pivot. But we did have to pivot pretty quickly. We had, I want to say, an entire calendar of, of April that had to kind of be tossed out the window and we had to go back to the drawing board. Um, I think what made us be able to pivot as quickly as we did was that we have such an amazing organization of women that kind of pitched in and offered to um, teach uh, classes, Zoom Zoom workshops. And that's really what we did was we, you know, my thought was if I was sitting at home and I was a women-owned business or I was a working woman and suddenly I maybe have a little bit more time on my hands and I can't leave the house, what would I want? And I would want the ability to continue my professional development, despite the fact that maybe I, you know, I wasn't leaving as much as I used to. So what we did was not only did we just completely pivot our calendar from on, from in-person to online or, you know, virtual, um, Mm -hmm. but we then jam packed it. So we did, I want to say within the first three months, so maybe March, April, May, we did more than 50 classes via Zoom. And so, um, and they were very successful. And I think it was successful because there's so many amazing women out there who wanted to learn. And then we were really lucky to have a roster of talented women who could teach those women. So it was really, um, you know, kind of that full circle. It's so nice to know that there's this, you know, really symbiotic relationship within working women that, you know, the women who are 20 plus years in their business, Um, can turn around and then teach, you know, women who are just kind of getting started. So I just wrapped up a class on business financials with a CPA and um, a bookkeeper. And um, Mm -hmm. so we're still teaching. So six months later, we are still putting on um, somewhere between three and five Zoom workshops a week. And they've been really successful. And like I said, I credit that to the members of our organization for pitching in and helping. Mm, Yes. And I've attended a couple of those and I, and I, with, you know, when you were talking about creating events for people that live in different areas and how there's traffic and do you feel that, that having events via zoom, do you think that that will continue being as part of the, the business for you? 
Yeah, I, that that is my silver lining of my COVID cloud <laughs> is that um, we were kind of forced into embracing digital programming, virtual programming um, that we might not have embraced as quickly as we did um, because of COVID. And so, um, you know, the tribe has spoken, so to speak, and mm-hmm. um, they continue to want, you know, digital virtual programming. So even when we be- go back to in-person events and we do mm-hmm. hope to get that um, happening sooner rather than later, because there's nothing mm-hmm. like connecting in person mm-hmm. that, you know, obviously the virtual programming can't replace one-on-one or, or even, you know, small group interactions with each mm-hmm. other. We need that connection as human beings, but we will keep the virtual programming, especially around classes. So I love mm-hmm. that the accessibility, like you mentioned, that was such an important part of working women when it started 11 years ago mm-hmm. and the challenges that that had become more and more of a challenge because of traffic around here in Tampa. And so the, digital virtual programming will be able to um, to allow us to even have additional accessibility. So they will continue. And then we just launched a new program called our Goal Getter Success Circles. That might be the yes. first time I've said that without um, uh-huh. having a ton of this. And so those will happen virtually. So we've got um, our goal is to have 10 women in 10 different groups, so 100 women total. Um, split up among 10 groups and they're going to meet once a month for an hour to talk about their goals. So that's kind of our next step is we realize that the, we're still kind of missing some of that deeper connection and we're hoping to foster that with these success circles. So we already have three filled and I just announced it last week. So that's super exciting. Um, but that will be something that we'll continue to do um, in a virtual format as well, um, mm-hmm. even when we go back to in-person events, which we hope is like maybe next month or so. I hope so too. I, I miss Me seeing too. everybody and I miss the events. And you actually answered the question that I was going to uh, ask you next is, is how can networking groups create more interaction, to create more connection, to create more abilities for, for that, that deeper implementation potentially or achieving the results for businesses. So you answered that, that perfectly is, is by creating accountability circles. So, and, and also like facilitating um, that moderating discussion. I feel like that is where a networking group could probably jump in and do more too. And we could even be doing more of that. And that's where the accountability circles come in. But the, I think the organic format or organic flow of a regular networking event um, Mm -hmm. is really hard to um, recreate in a virtual environment. And so you need a moderator to be able to um, facilitate conversation and deeper discussion. So whether it's an accountability circle like we're trying to create or just um, moderated networking or facilitated networking, um, I think that can be done virtually and be very effective for any uh, organization, whether it's a chamber or leads group or so forth. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of further that, that answer, Natalia. Uh, thank you so much. And especially for somebody who is very shy and typically at networking events. It, it's I don't usually, believe that. <laughs> oh, yes. You've seen me, you know, kind of shy away in the corner. And, but then the group is so great that somebody would always grab me and start up a conversation. So I feel that, that having uh, some sort of moderated networking events rather than just everybody come in and have coffee and have 
random conversations and the connection, which might work for a lot of people, but for more people who are on the introverted side to have some sort of moderation is certainly very helpful. So Jessica, one last question. Okay. How, <laughs> how can businesses uh, really utilize the businesses throughout the country? How can they find that best networking group or potentially start a networking group that really fits their, their business, their time, uh, and, and, and uh, how, how can, what is the best way for them to look for the, for that, the right networking group for them? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, it really is going to depend on where they are in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. We are so blessed to have so many amazing not, uh, networking organizations and chambers and uh, leads groups. And so there's no shortage of ways to connect here in Tampa Bay. You know, different parts of the country or different cities across the country, you know, might be not as blessed as we are. Um, mm -hmm. But no matter where you are, whether you're in Tampa Bay or beyond, you know, the best thing to do is, I mean, social media and Google is your friend. So I would just start doing some research online about groups. And then I would test them. So I would go, you know, go to a rotary group, see what that's all about, go to a chamber, see what that's all about, go to a BNI or another leads group, because it was really going to de de depend on your personality. Um, right. And what you're trying to get out of a group, like you said, you might need, for some, they might need a little bit more of that moderated facilitated networking. Mm -hmm. And so a leads group or a BNI might be better for them. Um, they might be a brick and mortar and want to do stuff more with a chamber. So it really kind of depends, but I would do a lot of research online. I would go uh, and, and try out almost every networking or chamber. You can go to several meetings before you have to commit to being a member. So I would do that. And I would write, jot down, write down the goals that you have for why are you networking to begin with? Because, um, you know, we always joke that we like to take the work out of networking and we have that <laughs> joke internally because networking can feel like work if you're not in the right group and it doesn't feel authentic and genuine to you. And so um, I think it's going to come down to your personality and your goals, but don't be afraid to do your research and don't be afraid to go to multiple events of the different groups that you're checking out before you, mm -hmm. you commit. Almost all groups will allow you to attend. In the case of working women, we never make mm -hmm. you become a member. You can literally come to as many working women events as you want without becoming an official member. You just have to pay a little bit more for the events. So, um, so you should be able to test, you know, like test out uh, which networking group is for you. But uh, yeah, stick to, your, stick to your gut, right? Like if it feels good, mm -hmm. it's probably good for you. And if it doesn't feel good, there's a group out there that's perfect for you. I love this, Jessica. Thank you so much. So much great advice to stay authentic. Don't be afraid to test out different networking groups. It's okay One if minute. it doesn't fit in with your goals. It's okay. Jessica, so, so grateful to you for coming on the show where people can find you at Working Women of Tampa Bay. That's in Tampa. And thank you so much for coming on. And I would like to thank another sponsor that we have for today's show, and it is Healthy Intent. Healthy Intent inspires you to live a healthy life. It's so easy to bump health down the priority list behind the business phone calls, family commitments, and let's face it, anything else. 
until we are diagnosed with something that forces us to make a change. The Online Healthy Cooking Academy has incredible classes that will help you make significant progress in your kitchen, whether cooking for yourself or your family, or subscribe to Healthy Intent YouTube channel for quick tips and more fun recipes. We all want to look better, feel better, and have more energy for life and business. Start every day with Healthy Intent. Follow them at healthyintent.com. Thank you so much for listening in, tuning in. I'm so grateful. I'm Natalia Lesby. The conversation always continues on our Business Kitchen Show Facebook page. We'll see you and hear you and talk to you next week. Until then, have an amazing week. You've been listening to The Business Kitchen. Tune in every Thursday for saucy interviews with business owners and to pick up fresh ingredients for your business success. The conversation continues each week with Natalia and Tatiana after each episode at Business Kitchen Show on Facebook.